It is back to school season. Uh, it's that time of year again when we are seeing the school supplies out at Walmart where we're getting the emails from our schools and reminding us of things coming up and orientation days and all of that. Uh, we're seeing the signs everywhere. Uh, you go around, you see parents, they are smiling, they're walking a little taller, they're excited. You see teachers, administration kind of doing the opposite. It is that season, and as we do every year for a generation, uh, we take this time as we switch into a different season to help us think intentionally about the next generation, purposefully about our sons and daughters, our grandsons and granddaughters, uh, and the impact that this school year will make on them. When you think about that, it can fill you with anxiety, with fear, with worry, angst. And that's one of the reasons that at around this back-to-school season, we have something called Back-to-School Sunday. It's a big part of who Northside is, and a a long time uh, at Northside. If you've grown up here at Northside, certainly in the youth group, uh, you know this is something that's part of who we are, not just one Sunday particularly, but what we do on this one Sunday, both today and in the days to come. Uh, God desires his people to be intergenerational. Uh, He always has. When you look at the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and you see the admonition that he had for his people to continually be telling the story one way or another. Uh, Whether it's in Titus chapter 2, as the older Christians are encouraged to mentor, to teach, to train the younger Christians, men and women alike. Uh, It's important. I I remember getting a real good picture just a few weeks ago, and it, it just happened in such a way that, you know, I was preaching along as I normally do, no one's really paying attention and so forth, and and uh, there's a, a, a senior saint, and he's on this side of the aisle. And, and this senior saint is having a little trouble with uh, his hearing assist device, or maybe a hearing aid, I'm not sure. It didn't really bother me, uh, I just kept on going. But there was a young man on this side of the aisle... who noticed that he was struggling. And instead of just staring and wishing he could get that thing fixed, this young man did what young men should do. And he got up, and he crossed the aisle, he bridged the gap, and he sat beside this senior saint, and in a very gentle way, He helped him with his hearing aid or hearing assist device. He offered assistance. Now, I'm preaching along still, trying to just go through the slides, but I know the sermon's already been preached. More people have paid attention to that moment than anything else I'll say the rest of the day. And and it just was that visual of this young man courageously crossing the gap Why did he do that? What made him do that? Well, I think part 
I haven't interviewed him specifically, but I think part of it is because Northside has always been a place and a people who are dedicated to bridging the generation gap, to closing the gap. We believe there's value in intermingling the older and the younger. We believe there's value in bringing the generations together. Believe there's purpose in that. We think that's who God wants us to be, and we believe being cross generational is more than a moment, it's a kingdom value. And that's part of why we do what we do today. You remember how Jesus loved little children? If you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19, Matthew tells it this way Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. If you don't know where Matthew 19 is, grab a pew Bible, turn to page 1058. Jesus talks a lot about kingdom. Now, when he talked about kingdom, his disciples often misunderstood what he meant about kingdom, and often so do we. But when he was talking about kingdom, more often than not, he was talking about what we're experiencing this very day, the kingdom, the church. Look what he says. He says, Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. Now, here's this 30-ish year old rabbi who's got quite a bit of... Uh, his reputation precedes him he, in a good way. He is, he's doing good works. He's doing miracles. And, and people want their children. Perhaps they have a child with an illness. Perhaps they have a child who's lame or unable to to walk. Perhaps they have a child. They just want their children to be touched by this man. And what's interesting is how the disciples react and respond. They say the disciples rebuke the people. Get these kids out of here. Get these kids out. And there's some disciples today that kind of have that attitude with kids. Get these kids out of here. Get these kids out of here. They're a burden. But Jesus does something very interesting. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Do not hinder them. For theirs, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and he went away. The the world despises children really does, sees them as a burden. But Jesus didn't. He, he understood that children are a blessing from the Lord. They're a beautiful blessing from the Lord. And his kingdom is designed to be a safe place for kids. We do that in big ways and small here at Northside. Uh, you know if you want to work with kids here at Northside, you have to go through a background check. There's a reason for that. There's a purpose in that. Because we, to the very best of our ability, want the kingdom to always be a safe place for kids. His disciples are to welcome little children. We're to think about little kids. We're to want them around. We're to think about the kids' classes and the playground, and and we want kids to be a part of the kingdom. Silent nurseries are a bad thing, and not a good thing in the kingdom. So that's why we do 
what we do at Northside because we, we not only believe it, but we get that from somewhere. We believe our Lord and Savior believed that children are a blessing and not a burden and that his kingdom should always be a safe place and a good place. I saw a beautiful example of that just not even an hour ago. I was making the rounds in the foyer and in here in the auditorium, talking to people, saying hi and so forth, and I went in and saw Justin and Abraham who were working in the Know Your Bible room. And they were working there and they chatted and they asked about my birthday and Miss Cindy had sent a card and everything and it was just great. We prayed together. And then two people, two very special people walked into the Know Your Bible room. It was Cooper and Adeline Hudson. They're prayer pals. And they walked in, and Justin and Cindy both, I mean, just were beaming. And instantly, I could tell there was a connection. There there had been made a cross-generational connection. Today, what we're doing is very special, and it matters on more than just a one Sunday level. That's what I want you to hear and understand and know. If you've been a prayer pal... I hope that you'll continue to be a prayer pal because it makes more of an impact than you know. You're reaching a generation that will grow up and lead the church of today and tomorrow long after we're gone. And tonight when we hear some of the teens lead songs and lead prayers and read scriptures and do devos and things like that, I've heard several of those over the years and... Oftentimes, I think, these are the young men who will be leading in a public way now and for decades to come. Long after I'm gone, long after most other people are gone, this will be the generation that carries on the church. And it's the church of today that bridges the generation gap now that makes an impact in the future. Why do we do this? Well... Turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. What we're going to do with the rest of the time today has uh, everything to do with Paul's writing what he wrote to the church of Philippi. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. This is Philippians chapter 4. We're starting in verse 4. The Lord is at hand. And then we get to verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Any moms with kids going to kindergarten for the first time have a hard time reading verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything. My baby, my baby's going off and and I'm going to be missing them for eight hours of the day. What will they learn? How will they change? What about those other kids? What about their teachers? Parents with seniors in high school or, or students who are going to be a freshman in college have a hard time reading verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Have I prepared them enough? Have I taught them enough? Are they ready for the big bad world? What will they do? What will they choose? Will they be faithful to the Lord? 
And Paul continues, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God. For you grandparents with grandchildren who are growing up in this world, and you worry for them, and you wonder, is going to chew them up and spit them out? No, Paul says you can have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the rest of today is a big part of who Northside is. We're going to be praying purposefully and intentionally for the people, families, people who are speaking into the lives, and the young people themselves, because we believe that prayer is the key. Prayer is the answer, that prayer works because God works. We want to be a people of prayer. So our shepherds are going to be leading these next several sessions, and I ask you to join us in prayer. I'm just going to ask you to put your Bibles away. I'm going to ask you to put your stuff away. I just want to put your distractions away. Uh, I know you're live tweeting this sermon, but you you said set that aside. And let's just focus on being people of prayer. Today we're going to pray first for our grandparents and parents. Psalm 127 verse 3 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. So if you are a parent or a grandparent, we're going to ask you to stand up at this time. One of our shepherds, Brother Doug Wagner. Parents, grandparents, please stand. Brother Doug Wagner will pray for you. Brother Doug. Let's pray. Dear God, if we are a parent today, we remember the first time we saw our child. If we're a grandparent today, we think of the first time we saw that infant. Father, we are humbled, uh, we are amazed. We are terrified at the responsibility that you gave to us. On our best days, Father, we were not up to the task. Uh, on our worst days, we wonder if we didn't do some harm to this, to this soul that you gave to us. But, Father, we stand today in confidence, not in ourselves, but in each other. We stand in confidence with the instruction of the Holy Spirit, with the guidance that we have in prayer, with the confidence that we have in the power that you have over this world. Father, we pray that, that we can share that confidence with our children, that we don't have to be afraid of this life that we can stand with God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and we can be conquerors in your name in this world, even as we have aspirations to live eternally. Father, help parents with the day-to-day challenge, that, that we can stay in the moment, that we don't hold ourselves to such a perfection that that we set ourselves up to fail. 
goodness, we make mistakes. But, Father, every day we pray. Every day we get up and we try again. Every day our sons and daughters will see that we love you, that we love them. And because of those things, they can be secure as they are being raised up in the Lord. Uh, Bless us, Father, with confidence, with optimism, with a boldness that that your spirit gives to us. I pray for each parent and grandparent and future parents in this church family and around the world. Bless us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Next, we're going to pray for another special group of people. Uh, That would be our uh, teachers and influencers, uh, those who have uh, an impact on the school side, whether it's a uh, teacher, administrator, whether you're teaching in the public, private, homeschool, whatever aspect you're teaching in, or you just have impact. Maybe you're a bus driver, you're an administration, you're a para, you're a tutor, you're a support staff, but you are interacting with students and with the next generation. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, he said on the Sermon on the Mount, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You are all lights that are shining on the hearts of the next generation. We want to pray for you. So we're going to ask... Uh, All of our teachers, our influencers, whether you're teaching public, private, homeschool, you're in administration, or you're in some way involved and connected to uh, the schooling and the education of young minds and young hearts, would you please stand at this time? And uh, one of our shepherds now, Brother James Wilson, will come to pray over you. Please stand if you're involved as a teacher or influencer. We pray. Father, we come before you now asking you to be with the teachers of our children during the coming school year. These women and men have a love for children and have dedicated themselves to educating them. They've undergone training at the university level and continue that training throughout their careers. Some have even used uh, their own money to enhance the learning in the classroom. But, Father, the teachers are not the only ones in the building influencing the children. There are principals who oversee the education that takes place in their building and are supported by their office staff. There are other professionals in the building, counselors, social workers, nurses. There are paras in the classroom. All of these people help provide an environment for learning. But, Father, there are also parents teaching their own children at home. This brings an additional set of challenges and opportunities to be with them as they teach in that setting. Father, I ask you to bless the teachers and these other influencers this year in their calling to educate our children. These are people who spend time with their children, second only to the families of those children. Again, bless them. We ask these things in your son's name. Amen. You may be seated. Next, we have a very special group, our um, 
kindergarten through sixth grade students. Uh, these are our children, uh, usually age around 5 to 11 or 12 or so, and uh, we thank a lot of them. We understand the importance, whether they're down in safari or in the loft area, uh, that they are up and coming and will be growing up very quickly. Uh, if you are a going into kindergarten through sixth grade, would you stand at this time? Good group of young men and women, young ladies and young boys and girls. Uh, the scripture has a special command for you. There are several, but Colossians 3.20 says this, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Uh, we love you, and we want to support you, but know that your parents love you even more than that. And of course, God loves you even greater still. And so we're going to pray for you, and we want you to continue to honor and obey your parents and to honor and obey the Lord in all that you do. And so one of our shepherds, Mr. Brian Middleton, will come at this time to pray over our kindergarten through sixth graders. Brian? Almighty God, we know that every baptized believer in the sound of my voice lives under the umbrella, the protection of your sovereign will. God, we bend our will to yours in all things. Our children are precious to us, God, and we know they're even more precious to you. And as these children start the foundation of their formal education, we pray for their learning. We pray that they gain the knowledge you want them to have, so they have the ability to do what you want them to do. God, the world is a, a hard place, a difficult place. And as much as we'd shield them from all of that, we know that part of that is necessary for their growth. We humbly ask for your protection for them. Let them experience the difficult things, the hard things they need that shield them from the pain that is outside of your sovereign will. Provide them the experiences that they need that provides a foundation that leads them to a life of service for you. We ask your blessing on the children, the mothers, the fathers, the grandfathers, grandmothers, the prayer pals, the friends, the teachers, and all those who work together to raise up servants for you. We pray we can all work together to grow up a generation that can worship you. We pray these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brian. You may be seated. All right, next up, very special group. Most of you were gone uh, last Sunday, so we're going to ask you to go ahead and stand up. I saw you sleeping. Uh, our 7th through 12th graders are a very special group and always have been for a long time. A uh, big part of Northside, a big part of who we are, and there's a reason that we pour into them in so many ways. And Jeff and his team do a great job. Uh, constantly and continually praying for them, pouring into them, and growing them. Uh, the last time that the Bible tells us about Jesus' childhood is age 12. Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The last time we hear about Jesus' childhood is right as he would be entering the youth group. And so we... 
think about how Jesus grew. Four ways. He grew in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and man. Now, three out of those four are are optional. They're a choice. Uh, I suppose growing in stature, it just depends on your parents. Um, But the other three are a choice. They're up to you, and they were for Jesus. And we'll pray that you grow in all of those ways. We're going to ask a shepherd who's been with you the entire week, uh, Brother Craig Greenwood, to come now at this time and pray a special prayer over our special youth group. Brother Craig. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you now praising your name for the knowledge of knowing who you are because you revealed it to us. Thank you for that blessing and gift. Father, having just come down the mountain yesterday with 75 plus of these teens, spent the week together, uh, so grateful for the time that we had to come closer together as brothers and sisters in Christ, to encourage and challenge one another in our faith, in our walk. And as I think about each one of these teens, I thank you for each one of them, for the families they come from, for whatever circumstances and events have caused them to come together and be in this place together at this time to make up our youth group. Father, we're thankful for that blessing. We know that there's uh, many things that they're confronted with each day. We discussed many of those this week. Father, we we know their hearts to a good degree, and they were willing to open and share many things. And we know their love for you, their amazement at your creation as we experienced it in Colorado. We want to continue to encourage them to seek knowledge of you each and every day through your word, through prayer, staying connected to you in their relationship with you as they grow it, and as you bless them uh, with knowledge and wisdom as they seek to grow in your favor, as Toby mentioned. Father, we're mindful of those that surround them, uh, the ones that were there this past week to help and assist, that love them and care about them. We want to be available to them to help them walk through the challenges that they face. We know that Satan is alive and well. That was abundantly clear this past week with things that were shared. And we know that that's, a, that's, that's not a trivial thing. Um, Jesus told us that he's the father of lies. And we pray that they will be able to use their discernment and the wisdom and the new teaching that they've acquired over these past days and weeks uh, as they grow and mature to stave off the devil and his traps and his schemes in the same way that Jesus did, to be able to come to their mind the scripture that puts Satan in his place, that he will be reminded he does not have all power, that it's you, Almighty God, that does, and from you comes the source of strength to overcome the things that trip us and trap us. May those that continue to serve them and work with them, Jeff and Jenny and all the rest, may we do our best to guard and guide and direct them in all the ways that will grow them up to be servants of yours in your kingdom. And as we discussed this past week, you expect all of us to be participants, participants in your church that you died for, that gives us the hope of heaven the reason for each day that we live. We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Craig. You guys can be seated. 
One more group to pray for, and they're an important one as well. They are our, what I'll call college students, those who have graduated from high school or are under the age of 25. Uh, if you are in that sweet spot of life, age 18 to 24, out of high school, uh, maybe in college or going to trade school or doing something like that, would you please stand? Our 18 to 24, 25-year-olds, okay? Important, important life stage, and um, we want to pray for you specifically. We know that you're making a lot of big decisions in your life concerning where you go and how you serve and uh, whether you're not, you're going to serve in the way of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21 has this word for our college students. Now to him who is able to do for far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. We want to encourage you to continue to let the glory of Christ shine in your life. Hold closely to him and lead and serve in his glorious kingdom, the church. We're going to ask one of our shepherds, Brother Sean, uh, brother Brent Clother, rather, uh, will p- pray over you uh, to glorify Christ Jesus as you fly the nest and begin your life path. Brother Brent. Would you pray with me, please? Father, you are an awesome God. We thank you for your love, your patience, and the blessings that come from being your children. We know, Father, that you hear my voice, Father, that you answer our prayers, that we now at this moment enter your throne room. That gives us comfort, Father. We thank you for that blessing. This morning we surround these young men and women as their physical and spiritual family. We lift them up to you. We love them so very much, Father. We have done our best as their family to train them up in the way that they should go. It has been a joy and a privilege to care for these young people, to train them, encourage them, and watch them grow up. We thank you, Father, for honoring us with, this precious, with these precious souls. Father, this is a time of transition a time when parents decrease their influence. And we pray that it will be a time when these young people will choose to increase the influence of their Heavenly Father. We pray that we have instilled in them a desire to live a pure life that is based on making decisions that are in accordance with your will. We pray that as these young people begin the the process of laying the foundation of their lives, that they will be diligent students of your word. Father, there are so many distractions and temptations in this world. We pray that you will give these young people wisdom to carefully choose what they allow to influence their hearts and minds. We pray that wherever the life leads them, that they will seek the church and always surround themselves with brothers and sisters in Christ who will help them to walk in the light. Father, we send these precious young people into the world We ask you to continually protect them as they go out. There will be trials. We pray that their first instinct will be to turn to you the wisdom of your word. We pray that no matter how far they may wander from Wichita, that they will always know that they are welcome to return to their family and friends in this body. 
We pray your blessings on the parents of this group. Be with them in this time as these young people become more confident and independent. Give these parents wisdom. Help them to be better listeners, to be patient as these young people work through this phase of life. We thank you, Father, for your Son, Jesus Christ, his death on the cross and what that means for each one of us. We pray that these young people will be workers in your kingdom wherever they go. We ask all these things in your wonderful Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. Well, um, if it was just a one-and-done kind of thing, then we would be done. But we understand that prayer needs to happen more than one day at one occasion at one time. Uh, We're to pray at all times, the Scripture tells us. And so one of the ways that we do that is by this ministry that we call Prayer Pals. By now you have had the opportunity to look this blue sheet over uh, front and back. Uh, I hope that you filled that out. Uh, It's more likely if you fill it out today that it'll get done. Rather than I know you'll mean well, I fill it out later and you put it in the Bible and you put it in here and you put it at, you know, wherever you put your Bible and then you forget about it and go on and on. We'd like to get all of our students assigned prayer pals today. Now, that's what this ministry is about. Every North Side student, kindergarten through 12th grade, receives a prayer pal. Now, what if you're looking at that list and you say, well, well hey, my kid's not on the list. Well, my guess is you're not a member. Uh, that is just, we don't mean to be mean with that. It's just the only way we know to draw the, figure out the line. So, Uh, If you'd like your kid to be involved in that or intending to place membership, uh, contact the office and we can surely get it sorted out. But uh, those are the lists of our Northside members, and we'd like to get every one of those students a prayer pal today. There's no reason we can't do that, so fill out that blue sheet, um, and here's how you can help. Number one, Uh, you can can do this hard copy. That's the easiest way. We'll have a post in Realm tomorrow. You can respond to that. You can do it digitally if you prefer. Uh, but the easiest way would be to fill it out today and put it in the box as you head out today. Uh, number two, wait for the assignments. takes a little bit of while, every little bit of time to get everybody matched up. But around the end of August, we send those assignments out. We do our best to honor your wishes. But obviously, it's not always possible. But we do try to do that as much as we can. And number three, and this is a really important one, introduce yourself to your prayer pal on both sides of that. Uh, Don't leave a kid wondering who their prayer pal is, okay? Go up and introduce yourself. Even if you've been praying for them for a long time and they know who you are, it's a good opportunity to say, hey, I'm glad we're prayer pals again. Tell me how I can be praying for you in this coming school year, okay? Um, and kids, you know, seek out your prayer pal, introduce yourself to them, make that connection, introduce yourself to your prayer pal. And then last, but the most important part is just to pray faithfully, set a reminder on your calendar, uh, some way, set a reminder to just pray diligently and purposely. This is a spiritual battle. Ephesians six talks about the spiritual battle that we are in. If you don't think we're not in a spiritual battle, you haven't been paying attention. But if you read Ephesians 6, it goes all the way through the armor of God. And what does it say at the end? And finally, pray. If you want to engage in the spiritual battle, not just for yourself, but for the next generation, uh, we ask that you go to battle every day. Prayer Pals is a big part of our intergenerational mission. 
Prayer works because God works. So we need to get those prayer pals, so please fill those out today or respond to the Realm Post tomorrow, and hopefully we can get everybody matched up very quickly. Now, if you have a spiritual need, maybe you need the public prayers of this family, uh, we'd be honored to pray with you and for you, or if you're ready to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, believing in him, repenting of your sin, uh, turning to him and making the commitment uh, by putting him on in baptism, we'd be honored to help you with that as well. We'll have some shepherds at the back. We're going to sing this next song. Uh, Brother Charles can come and lead it, and then we will be happy to help you. If you have a need, please head to the back as together we stand and sing.